Hello and welcome to Ilani Talks, a podcast focused on redefining self-care and love for your mental health. I'm your host, Ilani Salcedo. Throughout the podcast episodes, I share my own experiences while others feature some truly wonderful guests. In today's episode, you'll hear about the interconnectedness everything in life has. As guest Tara Fisher shares, a set of life challenges mixed in with learning about the healthier mindsets we can adopt truly have an impact on all areas of life. You'll also hear the work she does as a coach, the body-mind connection, surfing, and so much more. Listen to learn how personal experiences are your greatest assets. Hi, Tara. Thank you for being here on one of the guest episodes of Ilani Talks. Hi, thank you for having me. Beginning with the two intro questions I have for guests, so the audience gets to know you better before our main conversation, please answer what do you do and what you want to be known for? Oh, I love that question. So um, what am I doing? Uh, I am a personal and spiritual growth mentor. So I basically mentor people on how they can become the best version of themselves and live a happier and healthier life. And I'm also a success and happiness coach. So it does kind of go along with that, just that it's a little bit of a different approach. And then I also a surf instructor. Amazing. Um, For your second question, what I want to be known for, I think just like a positive soul, you know, that had an impact on people that kind of, like made them feel good. And I'd be really, really excited if someone one day would say like, Tara, because of you, I did not give up. Or because of you, I did X, Y, Z, and it changed my life. Such a beautiful thing. And I'm sure with the, you know, like the work that you do that we'll definitely be speaking more about throughout the episode, you definitely have been able to do that. Thank you. I want to start off with this question before getting into what you do for others. What have you personally gone through that made you focus on your own mindsets and mental health? Such a good question. You know, I think that there was a few things and it's definitely not a linear journey. But one thing, I think I've always been very like goal driven. So I've always been curious about improving myself and just a natural high performer so that definitely played into me like getting into mindset and just seeking ways to improve myself and then I had a couple like challenges in my life I had a very um, bad arm injury when I was 16 um, where I was basically laying in bed for nine months and then Mm. that went good but it did also like have its impact and then after um, high school graduation around like I think I was 20 or something. I had sort of post-travel depression because I was living my dream for a year and then I got home and like completely lost myself within everything. And that also just showed me how important it is to take care of your mental health and to really get yeah, hone into yeah how you feel and seek ways to make yourself feel better. And I think what you just shared definitely goes into our next question is how do you see our way of being in one area of our life affect the emotional, mental, and physical parts of ourselves? 
You know, I think everything is connected, like every area of our lives is connected. And maybe listeners are aware as well of the mind-body connection. So um, that basically says that what happens in our mind, like the thoughts we have, they impact how we feel physically, but also emotionally. And because of all that um, connection and all this uh, energy, this is basically all around us in, in the universe, everything we do has an impact on everything we have experience. So whether it's our relationships or our work, they they do impact each other because ultimately it's all things we experience, all energy we absorb that gets then again transmitted to the actions we do. Thank you so much for mentioning the mind-body connection. That's something I am super passionate about to read and just really be mindful of. I don't know if you're familiar with the book, uh, Body Keeps the Score, but that book goes into depth of how that happens and also how trauma exists in our body and how much our body actually carries emotional parts or like the emotions that hold so much that really affects everything in our life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really fascinating. Like I studied sports science and, Mm. you know, you can literally, that gave me a lot of like, body awareness basically and every time I'm stressed or just feel a lot of like mental tension I can feel this physically manifesting in my body through like sore shoulders or sore hips or whatever and that's so fascinating it's just the energy that manifests in our body yeah and do you find also knowing that and learning that that you're able to kind of catch how your body's reacting to certain things a little bit faster than if you really weren't aware of that? Yeah, definitely. I tell to people when they ask me, like, I have this stress, like, not underneath my left shoulder blade. It's like mm-hmm. a tight spot, basically, that always, like, gets tense when I'm super stressed, like, for multiple days. But as soon as I'm aware that the tension and the stress is there, and I mm-hmm. let that tension and stress go mentally, then this like eases out and just disappears without like massage or anything which is just so incredible wow that's so amazing yeah I definitely have experienced the same with a lot of different aches that come up whether I'm stressed or not really facing the feelings that I'm feeling if I'm going through something it's really incredible how that just shows up yeah absolutely traveling and surfing have been a huge part of your own journey Can you speak more about what they mean to you and how they'll continue being part of your own personal story? Yeah, so, you know, both are just amazing tools for personal growth and also for mindfulness. I think the first time I was really introduced to, like, a sport that I loved was through surfing. And it also later on introduced me to mindfulness because every time I did jump into the ocean, I just felt so much more calm and it's a humble experience as well to understand that you're dealing with nature and although you might be a very strong person like you can't fight nature and yeah and then traveling of course you know it's like it's stepping out of your comfort zone like 100% of the time and that experience really led me to learn more about myself to uncover like my strengths but also my weaknesses and Mm -hmm. 
yeah, they're just like the biggest teachers I have, basically. And I think they're continuing to be those teachers for me. You've studied sports and health science and also have mindfulness practitioner certifications. What are the biggest differences you notice from your studies and the certifications you have? That's quite a hard question because for me, it was really holistically complementing each other, like the certifications and the studies, because, you know, they, I did sort of go on this path together. I did study, but also already did those certifications and got more into mindfulness, like in a side of my studies. I did learn about the body and like the science and everything, but then also I had my personal experience and I had this like more like alternative approach with the certifications. And I think my biggest learning was just that there's so, so many tools and ways that can help us to grow and to improve our well-being. And there's at least like a couple ones that work for everyone. And I don't know if, although you just did mention that you were doing that alongside your studies and also your mindfulness certifications, which I think is such a beautiful intertwining of work and of of that awareness that comes up with it, but also has being a mindfulness practitioner during that time that you were studying changed anything that you thought of going into it? Not really, like not in terms of what I learned in university. But what it changed was like a lot of beliefs that I had about myself and about life in general. Like I mentioned earlier, I am a natural high performer. And for me, I always needed to be busy. I always needed to do things. Otherwise, I wouldn't feel accomplished, especially the mindfulness practitioner training. And also the getting into mindfulness really showed me that that's not necessary and that you can still achieve your goals and your dreams, even if you don't hustle like the first seven. Right. And that's so important to know and really live by because it's so easy to get caught up by like what everybody else is saying or how sometimes it's glorified to be super busy 24-7 and not really taking care of yourself. Because if you're working so hard, you're the one facilitating all this energy into it. And you definitely need that those breaks to to be okay, to make sure that you're also not just hustling you know yeah absolutely like our bodies they're not machines like our bodies are definitely capable of more than we can imagine Uh, and it's definitely worth sometimes to push like your body to its limitations especially if you're like in competitive sports and stuff but they like you said we do need those breaks and our brain needs those breaks as well in order to help us like restore energy. And how do these two parts of you intertwine with the work that you do today? So like I said before, uh, in my work, I basically combine scientific evidence with personal experience. And like, I like to focus on the person as a whole, which means that I like to work on all areas, not at the same time, obviously, but just to see like the person holistically and then see like, okay, which area um, does the person need to work on most in order to achieve their goals and change their lives basically. So everything that I do and did in the past sort of melt into this 
part of wisdom and experience that allows me to understand life and human behavior better and thus help people wherever they need the help you know Mm -hmm. so a lot of like also your personal experiences go into the work yeah I think especially if you like if you're working as a mentor or a coach then your personal experience is your greatest asset it's a it's a thing that differs you from all the other mentors and coaches out there and that will actually like benefit the people working with you the most because like everyone can go there like go to the internet google um like the tips and go to youtube watch the videos but like no one can like give you the personal experience that your mentor or coach has like other than that person you know and so i think science is important yes because it's the foundation but then personal experience is like the cherry on top right and it's your unique touch so whoever you're working with they're they're getting a lot of you too so it's really hard I'm sure to ever separate the two you know yeah absolutely and it's but I like it because it allows you to really like pick the right person for you the person that you get along well with and like I believe whether or not it's like a professional relationship or just like a stranger that you meet and that you get to have an amazing conversation with you can learn so much from each other because we all have our different perspectives and different take on life and just by like having those conversations and considering the other person's point of view we can yeah we can learn so much and we can maybe change our own perspective too. Exactly. I totally believe that as well. I want to shift the focus now to your mentoring programs and other offerings. Can you explain your five facets of change and how they provide a foundation in the way you approach work with clients? Yeah, so my programs, they're all based on the five facets of change. Those are the five pillars that I find most crucial when it comes to living a happier and more fulfilled life as well as to achieve like the freedom and the success that people might be seeking. So the five facets of change, there is self-discovery, mindset, mindfulness, manifestation, and healing. Um, self-discovery obviously refers to like, getting to know yourself better, to connecting with yourself, to finding your purpose and finding your values, which is obviously like the, the foundation of every authentic life. And then like mindset and manifestation goes into like creating the reality that you desire for yourself whether that's like manifesting material things but also like just manifesting feelings that you want to have in your life which ultimately happens through the right mindset and then lastly we have like the mindfulness which is just really about enjoying life because like I mentioned I've been really the like trying to be busy all the time but I realized that that made me actually miss out on life and I think Mm. mindfulness is so important when it comes to enjoying life because ultimately yeah like all we have is the present moment and if we don't enjoy that present moment but rather stay busy then we do miss out on life so that's really about just like slowing down a little bit and then the healing does refer in that like pillar I do mostly work around like emotional freedom but also things like self-love self-worth energy work basically 
all that kind of stuff. That's a beautiful um, way to approach it. And each client, I'm sure, gets so much out of it. And probably things that they didn't expect to just because those five areas are so important to really get clear on so that you can make whatever it is in terms of like your goals or your dreams to really come to life. So that, that approach is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that obviously it's, it's not like very effective to work on all of them at the same time. And obviously all of us have different areas to work on. Some Mm. might need to work on more on self-discovery, others maybe on healing. So this like this concept really allows me to dig into like what area like my clients and students need to work on the most and then ensure that they get the transformation they're looking for this next question I'm always curious to see the experiences people have especially when they offer these holistic things for clients or for who they have as their the people that they work with. So as you've helped others reach their personal and spiritual development, what common blockers have you seen before they make their breakthroughs? I think there's a couple ones and like fear and self-doubt are definitely on top of them because I think so like fear and doubt and everything that comes with it is just like, I think the most common challenge that people face whether it is in like a coaching program or just like in life in general so before you can have a breakthrough you need to overcome those fears and those self-doubt so that you can actually make room in your mind to have those insights and then I think like resisting the change is also a big thing because like we humans are designed to to resist change doesn't doesn't mean like we don't know what's going to happen and having a breakthrough ultimately needs change because with awareness comes change and I think people often hold themselves back from having those breakthroughs because they are afraid of change and of what might happen once change is initiated. Yeah change is so hard but at least for my own experience, I know that for for the changes that I've had to go through and the changes that are out of my control as well, they have been the best things that have happened to me. Even though like you say we're designed to resist it, I think being really aware and having holistic practices and some type of self-care routine for yourself allows that to come a little bit easier when you're faced with it too. Because when change comes, it's like, Sometimes you feel like, oh, no, I don't want to go through that or that's not the right thing for me. But as you mentioned earlier as well with the fear, that also comes up with a lot of like shifts that happen. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, what you said about change is so true. And I think I always like to encourage people to make the change, even if they're a little bit scared, because ultimately it means that they're stepping out of their comfort zone. And like you said, and the other on the other side of that fear and that change, like the most beautiful things are like can be found. And I think that it's just this initial like moment of ah, oh, I don't want this to change. But then once you get aware of that, you can like make that choice to take the action and get like initiate that change and 
do something about it with confidence. Can you share a quick visualization for listeners to do, especially when they're feeling self-doubt? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want me to like, guide you through the visualization or just give you like a, an idea of what an, a visualization could look like? Anything that calls to you, if you feel like sharing one to, to walk through it, that's always great. Or, or just kind of list out what that could be. Okay, yeah. So I think that like, it's very easy for people to do. And like, the most important thing is to prepare yourself to be in a nice and comfortable position and like, really be able to relax. So maybe you want to start your visualization with like, a short meditation just to get into that space. Because when we're relaxed and calm, then we are able to visualize the best. So that's always something that I encourage people to do before they start to visualize. And then I think in terms of like what you asked with the feeling of self-doubt, I think a beautiful visualization that people can do. And if you're listening right now, you can try this, even if you're like not super relaxed, just to practice coming up with that image. And then once you do the meditation the next time, you can just add like an extra five minutes to really hone in on that image. So visualize yourself somewhere beautiful, you know, somewhere like a place where you feel safe and secure, maybe like a happy place. Maybe it's your beach or a forest or a lake or your bedroom. I don't know, like somewhere where you feel really comfortable and explore this place. Notice how it feels to be at the place and how like the place smells and what you can hear around this place. The more you hone in on your senses, the better this visualization will work. And then once you have the feeling like you explore this place and really absorb the positive energy this place gives you, then it's time to visualize yourself in a moment where you felt the most comfortable and the most confident as well. I think we all have those moments where we just feel like super confident and I'm sure you had this experience as well. So go back to that moment where you felt the most confident and then embrace this feeling, like relive this emotion that you had then and really like embody it so imagine that it is what you're feeling right now and like really take your time with this go back to that image for and that feeling for as often as you need so that you actually believe like I'm confident now mm-hmm. and then the more you sit with this feeling the more confident you will get as well and then you can slowly come back once you feel ready and just like hold this feeling in awareness. I love that, that visualization also, or the feeling you had when you felt your most confident. I think that's so important to kind of intertwine into our days when we're feeling really anxious or really nervous about something or that fear that, that is easily popped up when change is coming along our way or is, is faced with us. Definitely. And the most easiest visualization that you can literally practice everywhere is just like the feeling and the the picture that you want yourself to like, be or look like. So, for example, if like, if something in your life is changing, maybe you're 
moving from new place and you're very unsure about what that's going to look like imagine it like dream about it it doesn't like you can really be like all enthusiastic and like ambitious with that it like it doesn't mean yeah that it needs to be exactly that way but it does make you feel more comfortable because you ultimately have the feeling that you know what to expect And for the last question of our conversation, what gets you up in the morning with a purpose and drive to accept the day as it comes, no matter what you have planned for it? I love that question. And (laughs) it's very easy for me to answer because it's just life, you know. Mm. I am so passionate about life. It's the most beautiful thing on this earth and we are all gifted with it. And yes, there's um, hardship and a lot of bad things happening in this world, but ultimately, if we like narrow it down to the pure like essence of being alive, it's pretty amazing. And there is a lot of like beauty and joy that can be enjoyed. And like every new day is an opportunity for us to live that life, to be happy, to be a better person, to make our dreams come true. And just that gift of time and of life is what motivates me the most. I love that. What a lovely conversation, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm really honored you've been able to share so much for this episode. Yeah, it was my honor. And thank you for having me. It was lovely to share all my wisdom and experience with people. Thanks for tuning in this week to Ilani Talks. Refer to the show notes for details we discussed in this episode and more about the guest. To get in touch, Send a DM on Instagram at Ilani Talks. And if you enjoy this podcast, visit ilanitalks.com to sign up for the newsletter at the very bottom of the homepage. By signing up, you'll receive exclusive information that only subscribers get. Until the next one, with all my love, Ilani.